Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. It's a woman's day, the day without a woman. That's all I gotta say. I don't know. Bye. You are tuned into Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Oh, oh yeah, I was trying to sing that that hook. I was about to try to sing that that ooh part. It would have been terrible. I thought I thought better <laughs> right. better of it. Uh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture and uh, tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by my man Achilles Shine. Yes, sir, man. What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm, I'm good. Great. I'm good, yeah, man. Uh, Queen Latif. Queen Latifah. Let's go, man. Throwback. Uh, throwback from. I mean, uh, ladies first. That 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 was that. That feels like. 89 or 90? Yeah. It feels like that's, somewhere that's in there. Part, yeah. Somewhere in there. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it's a, today, today's that day. Today's the day where, uh, where, where, where women are uh, sort of are, are trying to be heard and, and, and making sure that we know that we appreciate them and, and yeah. we do. And we'll have some stories to reflect that as well. Um, today is a day without a woman. Uh, March 8th. I love it. Love um, it. So, you know, you know we'll, we'll see. You know, um, we'll see how, how it works out. And um, I know that uh, my days would not be uh, <laughs> complete. <laughs> if, if there were no women working around, <laughs> walking around, one hundred percent, yeah, foundation for us, absolutely, all. absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so then um, we, we, the, the tech world seems to sort of uh, is, is trying to respond to that. There are a lot of platforms and publishers that are doing stuff to sort of uh, speak to that, um, including MTV, Bustle, Spotify, MTV. You know, does this whole thing uh, where they they flop the e the M upside down, so it's a W, so it's like a WTV. That's pretty. Right. That's pretty dope. Yes, sir. Uh, and was, and a, lot, a lot of other people are like really sort of reaching out. You see this sort of uh, online response on things like, um, uh, on things like uh, April Fool's Day, everybody does something. But it's right, really right. good to see the sort of the whole digital community uh, try to try to you know take note absolutely man i mean I, I love it i love the concept i love the fact that there are a lot of you know uh, media outlets and, co and corporations that are you know taking a more political stance to advocate for equal rights um and as it relates to women and really all people um all, all different all different ethnicities but i love the fact that you know women are able to mobilize in such a creative way to be able to speak to um specific issues that <laughs> that clearly um, needed to be, you know, addressed and changed long ago, decades ago. I mean, we talk about equal pay in the workforce. Like, why are we still even still having that conversation? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so I love. I mean, as we saw months back with the with the with the women's rally, just their ability to have the the social elements in, integrated into into that into the activism. I think this is another um, case in point of that happening and have the uh, outside uh, companies, like I said earlier, to kind of, you know bring more energy and awareness to that I think it's a beautiful thing I think it's a beautiful thing too and I think it's just really smart I mean I think the you know uh, like the, uh, the Shakespeare joint I can't remember or like uh, you know Spike Lee's Chirac which is you know based on that but like the whole the whole notion of uh, you know look if women went on strike you know, I mean, people would pay attention, and, yeah. and when when women speak up, as we saw in the women's march, people pay attention. It's not; it kind of takes it out of the whole uh, red blue. I mean, obviously, you know, black folks got things to say, Latinos got things to say, but all all of all of these groups have women. Absolutely. So, I mean, they, they, that's probably the most powerful way to sort of go at and, and protest an administration that clearly administration and a party that is not been favorable to women. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. But an but another thing that these folks have not been favorable to is, uh, you know, in the, in the dark of night, uh, Trump sort of, uh, you know, 
made an amendment to his new, put on a new EO, new executive order, uh, amending his uh, travel ban. Um, did a lot of, lot of, lot of amendments. His whole thing is like he doesn't want to retreat. It's not, you know, he didn't do a whole, you know, press conference. Sean Spicer didn't speak. It was very much done, you know, in in a conference room, right? Just to make the appearance that. He's not retreating. This is a guy who doesn't want to seem like I'm, I'm losing. I, I'm doing. Right. I'm going backwards. This yeah. is just. I'm having. I'm having some clerks just amend what I already did. That's right. But uh, out to, of control. A lot of things. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a really drastic change to what he did. But a lot of things still remain. I mean, obviously, he uh, you know took out uh, Iraq as one of the one of the company the countries that is in the ban, which is which is um, you know. Um, yeah, both 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 make sense and curious, but uh, makes sense because we have a lot of allies there who are helping us fight the terrorists. So right. you know, why why would we ban them? But at the same time, that is where like ninety percent of our, that's the home of ISIS. Right. So we're now doing this travel ban to protect us from ISIS, but we're not banning the home of ISIS. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, any sense. Uh, I mean, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. I'm right. not suggesting we ban Iraq. I'm just saying how, no, how I, ridiculous the whole thing yeah, is. Like the justification for you know. Why uh, this country versus another country? Right, well, it's, just, it's all. It seems more arbitrary than ever now, super, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like just find the Muslims, you know. Right. <laughs> but the most thing is what the one of the things they're going to do that that affects us, and which is when when you're hearing you know Google and Microsoft and some of these other tech companies speak out is, um, you know, there's a the U.S. has this sort of fast processing of the, of, of the H-1B visas for high skilled skilled workers. So if you're coming over here, you're going to work for um, Google. A, a Google or a tech company, and, right. and, 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 and but it's not just that; it's either. Stuff. I mean, I believe, I believe uh, our, our partner Steve Barry was 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 here on one of those. You you come here and you have a very specific skill set. That's right. Companies are allowed to sort of like expedite your visa, keep you here, do that. Um, this administration saying, nah, right, <laughs> that ain't happening no more, which is going to have a dramatic effect on our economy and, 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 and our economy, and also you know how we're able to move forward as a nation. Absolutely. I mean, I think when, especially when you look within the the tech the technology industry, a lot of the greatest minds, a lot of the, the the amazing talent is an import. You know, not to say that we don't have amazing minds and talents here in the States, but a lot of it comes from overseas. And so, I mean, to have, you know, not to have the the, the, the open channel of communication, open channel of, of, of kind of pushing forth those resources, I think uh, does detriment not only to, you know, the tech company, not only to the person that's trying to sustain their family, but just the whole global economy. And I mean, I think it stagnates innovation, it stagnates, you know, our ability to you know problem solve and I mean I just think in terms of diplomacy it, it's, it's, it's a terrible it's a terrible uh, proposition it's a terrible thing that is happening and I think it's going to have a lot of a lot of damaging effects if it actually sustains you know I agree but I mean we talk about obviously it's a tech show we talk about technology I think it directly affects that industry because I mean a lot of those talents and resources are, are pulled from those areas so I agree and so yeah that, that's I think that's the, the uh, uh, I think that's that's the point here. Like, sort of like we, you know, what resistance um, will uh, will they will Trump and the Trump administration get from these giant tech companies? I mean, like he's he's so business friendly. Uh, I mean, it's not just you know the fossil fuel industry and the right. gun industry, gun industry and the coal mining industry that right. he has a cozy up to. Right. It's also the tech industry. So we'll see how that 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 real which is the biggest biggest growing industry. Exactly. So, um, so uh, your boy Jordan Assange is is, is back uh, and WikiLeaks is coming out. My boy. And he's uh, <laughs> they're now talking about. Uh, some of the tactics, so we're releasing some of the tactics that the CIA uses to surveil others. And, um, you know, they're basically sort of saying, and I'm curious about the timing of this because it came, comes on the heels of the whole uh, ridiculous uh, accusation, baseless ridiculous accusation that, that, that Trump made on um, 
on on Obama that Obama tapped his tapped his phone. Oh my god, uh, the, ridiculous! When I heard that, hold on, we'll, we'll, oh yeah, keep going, keep going. No, it's, <laughs> no go ahead. It's ridiculous no, no, at every, it's, at, every, every, every at every level. I mean, right. obviously, you know, a, a sitting president doesn't have the authority to tap right. someone's phone. You, you know, the, for 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 the purpose. I like Ben Rhodes did t- to the tweet and said, "You can't do that to to protect us from people like you, Donald Trump." Right. <laughs> I mean, the president has authority, but there's levels of there's layers of uh, accountability, and also there's a, there's a workflow. It's not he had to say tap the phone and it happens. Like, you well, know? no, yeah, but he but he can't even say tap the phone. Like right. that's that's not how. Right. When, 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 some, the, someone the other uh, other uh, other agencies right. have to be investigating something and have and feel like that there's Pre- reason exactly present to him and then and present then, that right. to a ju- federal judge. Right. And the federal judge does it, and then they'll inform the president right. this is what we're doing. Right. Obama's not like uh, let's see, uh, Keely shot tap his phone. Exactly. Like you can't do that. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So anyway, I, it's ridiculous. But so uh, Julian, so, but Julian Sage has suspiciously released this video talking in, in, in these documents talking about the U.S. government's most powerful tools, including the way they use, we use cell phones, the way we use cars. I mean, televisions. Televisions. I mean, it's really enlightening and scary. And I mean, uh, taking all the politics aside from it, what do you think about what's what's in the content of the? I mean, you're uh, of of the document. Maybe you're right not to put our fingerprints in the phones. Hey, I I, I <laughs> adamantly I adamantly advocate that you know we should have precaution as it relates to our devices that we're connected to because uh, yeah we're watching them we're interfacing with them but in in the real in the real sense they're watching us and studying us and getting gathering information nuanced information from us. I mean, you talk about. You know the CIA's ability to, to go into stealth mode, where you're not even aware that the TV could be off, your phone could be, you know, on sleep or whatever, but it's it could still be listening into you, or it could yeah. still be, you know, going into into the into the the hard drive and getting your information. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's the plausibility of that is very scary, and I think you know it's cause for concern. I mean, it doesn't concern you. Oh, it concerns me. What, what concerns me about it is that, like, I, you know, it's I mean, it's no. I mean, look, the CIA and the government are, are you have state of the art stuff, and, and you know the spy technology is state of the art. But I will say this: I mean, the the general sort of hacking community is usually at least a half a step, if not two steps, ahead of the government in terms right. of what they're able to do. Right. So the idea of there are you know just rogue hackers out there who may decide I want to just go get some information from you, that's how I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. is, is 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 a little scary. Absolutely. So I mean, you know, how we safeguard to get this this in the future? I mean, there's 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 things you can do personally to stop that to stop from this and like what? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm talking specifically as it relates to uh, your uh, you know you being hacked on your computer and phone, but like, right. in terms of being surveilled, good luck. I mean, just don't say shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. start, start using sign language, right. cards, holding up cards. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, like like, uh, yeah, like the, the, the offensive coordinators like calling all the exactly. plays like this. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Um, uh, on this, on this, uh, you know, on this woman's there deal without the women. Microsoft is uh, doing some cool stuff as well. I mean, they are, they're. I mean, not just for today, but it's it's kind of timed for today. They're uh, urging girls to stay in the STEM program, uh, and, and it's a way to change the world. And that STEM is science, technology, engineering, and, and math. Is that right? Yeah, science, science technology, technology, engineering, mathematics. mathematics. Yeah. So. Um, and which is something that I'm sure you know Trump is about to abolish, mm. but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it, it sort of 
uh, sort of making a lean towards girls and saying you guys can sort of change the world and you guys should be enrolled in this project and they have all these really cool sort of VR things and this really cool sort of uh, a rollout that they're doing uh, that's more VR centric but it's pretty dope I mean I love the campaign I think it's it's again it's uh, it's uh, advocating for diversity it's advocating for inclusion you got to think that a lot of a lot of the the tech companies and a lot of the the tech opportunities are filled and dominated by males white males and so to be able to have you know a program or a campaign that's going to bring awareness to inspire and motivate young women to be able to educate themselves and have have access to you know different resources and technologies that will help you know fulfill their dreams i mean science technology engineering mathematics that's the future like like I think you know they don't they don't teach cursive in schools anymore, but they're going to start teaching code. And so I think to have you know the opportunity to be able to you know start that young start that at a young age for someone for a young girl I think is great. By the time she graduates from college, you know she she'll have the opportunities that anybody would have, and I yeah. think that's necessary. I think so too. Um, I think so too. I, I, I want to um, use this opportunity as we're talking about the day with that woman sort of segue into this into uh, our friends at Blue Apron because you know. Uh, you know, I. This is an opportunity for all of us, all of us men out there, to uh, to, to to cook, cook for you your know, lady, cook, cook for your lady, like you know, you cook for your lady, cook for yourself. Uh, Blue Apron Ap- is a great way to do it. It's a company that that I've used and that we like. Uh, great, we like here. Uh, it's the number one fresh food. Uh, ingredient delivery service in the country, uh, and that and that's just uh, as a standalone. But it also, it's not just about food; it's about bringing you food and recipes. It's, it makes home cook- cooking accessible to everyone. Sort of restaurant style, gourmet style meals that you can make at yourself. Uh, it's also supporting a more sustainable food delivery system, um, which is uh, which is interesting. Like you know, you can get sustainable food directly to your door. So they're trying to accomplish multiple things here, which I think is very cool. Right. Um, but anyway, you can cook you can cook some of these meals. That you they, they come to you right to your door with recipe brilliant recipe cards that are awesome. Some of the recipes are meals you can cook: salmon piccata with ozo and and broccoli, pork chops with miso butter and bok choy marinated apple, uh, vegetable chili baked sweet potatoes and crispy tortilla chips, spicy oh, shrimp coconut curry, right Woo, gra- cabbage and rice. It's way way better than just I'm we gonna you make a pizza or a hamburger. Um, so they're doing some really really cool things. Um, I like this stuff a lot. It's affordable. It's got a variety. It's it's very flexible. It's easy to use, and the freshness is guaranteed. Here's what you need to do: you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free. And with free shipping, just go to blueapron.com/geek. That's blueapron.com/geek, which is us as a geek nerd tech. That's right. Uh, you'll love how it feel, how it feels, how it tastes. Uh, it's incredible home cooked meals, so you don't have to wait. That's blueapron.com/geek. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Check it out. Man, uh, let's go, yeah, bro. It's, it's definitely worth checking out, folks. So, Absolutely. Um, I was talking about, so, you know, amongst all the other problems that uh, your boy Zuckerberg has, uh, the violence on Facebook Live is, is interesting. It's, it's, it's beginning to present a censorship dilemma because Facebook Live is Facebook Live, puts the power of the people, but there is now a lot of violence. There's a lot of folks, a lot of fights on there being broadcast, a lot of folks beating folks up that broadcast. There's a lot of help. There's a lot of people who have been helped, you know, by broadcasting on famous Facebook mm-hmm. Live, most famously. Uh, a lot of, exactly. A lot of exposing, rather. Yeah. Right. So, um, I, you know, but it, it, it just presents some problems. I mean, do, what do you think should be done, if anything, about this? Well, let me ask you. Let me throw it back to you. Why yeah. do you think it presents a problem? 
Well, it doesn't present a problem for the for society. It presents a problem for Facebook, and Facebook has to then say, "How are we protecting our users from content that they shouldn't be seeing, that they can't see?" Like other other words, be it pornography or violence or anything else. How are we protecting our users? Like, how am I if I'm able to just broadcast some super violent acts or broadcast some pornography or whatever? Like, what is my role as a content provider or in order to protect my people from this stuff? I mean, but how is that any different than the news? If, you know, a, a reporter is in the field covering a story and something prolific happens that happens to be violent, like, they're not going to just pull down you know, to black? Well, I think know? they'll go to black, but I think that the issue there is that the, the, the news the, the news is, is um, governed by the FCC. Okay. And there's a body that sort of watches these things and finds them, and, and right. there's just penalties, and the Internet doesn't have such a body. Precisely. And so, exactly. So, uh, so Facebook, as a person who's servicing billions and literally billions of people who are concerned about their kids doing things like that, as, as CEO, you, I think this is a question you have to answer. Yeah, I guess it is a question you have to answer as being a platform that you know is ubiquitous and, and is used by the old and young alike. But I feel like you have your terms and conditions. You're signing. You're you're saying yes to these terms and conditions, and hey. That's what that means, right. you know? So I think that the fact that it's a portal into these worlds, that's what Facebook provides is a distribution platform. So right. whether or not you are of age or if it's inappropriate content, that's up to the parent to um, enforce, right. you know? So. I agree. I agree. It's, 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 it's a slippery slope, and we'll see how I'll be, how, uh, you get another thing on uh, Zuckerberg's plate that he has to sort of navigate right. and figure out how to, how to get through. Uh, uh, back to your favorite guy, the, from from one billionaire CEO of a ubiquitous company to the next, uh, Jeff Bezos, Bezos, uh, coming off of his Oscars, is now taking his focus back to space. Look at him. He's got a coming out coming after Elon. Huh? <laughs> he's got a he's got his first uh, paying customer for his growing space company. Um, it looks like a, a, a French company. Let me make this right. Yeah, French based satellites company has signed on to be the first. Uh, customer of the Blue Origins Glenn, uh, New Glenn Orbital Rocket, which is developed under this campaign, right. um, which is owned by Bezos. Uh, this is something like he's he's sort of getting in the game. He's trying I mean, to compete with Elon Musk's space space He's putting five hundred million of his own money, dog. Of his own money, that's like couch cushion money right. again. Couch cushion money for your boy Bezos, man. Like five hundred mil of his own cash. I'm retarded. So uh, I mean, it's just, again, this is exciting to see that our private citizens making that making that jump to exploration. I think it's awesome. It's like the space race of you know of our days. Instead of it being between Russia and the states, it's between two billionaires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, that, now that is an interesting point. I'm certain this will be, that will be the the. Um, the topic of many sort of books and maybe movies in the next 15 years or so. The idea of like you have, uh, you know, uh, I mean, first uh, Richard Branson right. and then Elon Musk and then now Jeff Bezos right. all sort of, you know, jockeying to get into space. To colonize Mars first. I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's really interesting. <laughs> Amazon colonized it first. So, I mean, was, so right now, if you had a, if you had, if you're a billionaire, you had a Bezos, would you throw your hat in the ring? Would you try to get, you know, Achilles Shine rockets going? Or would oh, you, yeah. what, how would you, what would you do? I have a strong infatuation with space. So if I had the money, um, if, I, if I had that, that billion dollar talk, I'd definitely be, you know, developing in that space. It's the, it's the future. Interesting. It's the future. I don't so. know that I would. I, I, I may partner with you or partner with one of these other guys, but I don't know that I'd be, like, have the initiative to do it myself. Right. But whatever. Um, let's see. I want to, uh, let's, let's just Google one. I want to go into, since we're running short on time, unfortunately, we can't. I want to talk about the, the, that I can't pronounce the name, but uh, uh, Minamu Click has these uh, has <laughs> developed these special earphones that are that are these wireless Bluetooth earphones which mm -hmm. look dope as in, in, in themselves. But I mean, 
in, in, in the era, like just like Star Trek or anything else, you press a button and they're mm -hmm. able to translate yep. in real time. That is ridiculous. That's awesome. You, uh, I saw the video of this a few weeks back, which is, is super cool. I think they were in Japan. And and I, th I think a, a woman said something. She said something. She said something in English, and I think the Japanese had it in her ear. And then she was so shocked and surprised. She was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we can actually talk. Like, yeah, that is that's that's incredible. Uh, I I don't I don't I don't to say. I mean, I think that this technology was obviously, you know, uh, on the horizon, and this technology was coming. But you saw it in every science fiction thing from you know last 40 years but the fact that we're here in 2017 i actually didn't think that this was possible so fast man but you know it's good it's, you know what, what what's able to happen in google translate it just makes so much sense you can take that algorithm and, and, and make it into voice recognition right but where, where voice recognition software is nowadays is you know is fantastic so i don't know man uh, hey it's, this is a this is a device this is a piece of technology that's going to make the world smaller and i think that's a beautiful thing i mean yep. it almost creates like a universal language through the technology yep. it's like there's no really um, division point. between language like let's throw these bad boys and i'm speaking swahili to you you know what i'm saying and that and that's, and that's the question oh that's the question i was going to ask you is is uh do you think that this we're, we're heading towards a world of, a, of one universal language i mean this is sort of like you know, getting into the little arrival territory, but you know, code, brother. We speak code. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's going to be our language. We speak code. Really remarkable. Um, I just want to really quickly, as we can get out of these last few stories, but the Apple iPhone. Uh, more speculation is coming out about what it is, and I mean, it's, it's, it's. I should say that it is all speculation at this point. Usually, these guys are pretty right um, because they, they, the this tech reporting on this stuff usually comes from. You know, uh, you know some small leaks, plus some extrapolations, plus some things people have said in the past, and uh, you know what 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 companies you know Apple's acquiring, what technology it seems to, it seems to be working on. But the newest thing is that they, they say the, the Apple Eight will have, or the Apple X, whatever it's going to be called, will have a three D phone. I mean, a three D camera, right? Um, and that is the next evolution. I mean, what a three D camera, as in creating things, you know, shooting things in three D, like that is. I mean, that's on your phone, right? That's a that's a that's a CTG or that's a change the gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's wow, right or no? I mean, is it gimmicky? I don't. I can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't claim it to be a, a change the gamer because it's like, what would be the functionality of it aside from you know facial recognition or something of that nature? Like, because if you're if you if you're creating content for it, don't you need gl the glasses to see the 3D image? So yes, it's like you then do. you need like an accessory for it, which seems problematic. So I, I don't. I mean, Snapchat's I got the, the part with Snapchat. Hey, the Snapchat aug right. augmented reality glasses. So gonna Google, be that, the Apple augmented reality glasses. Google Glass. When Google Glass comes out, you're like, like you laughed at us before, but we got it right <laughs> now. Uh, you know, we're gonna get into the Black Mirror contact area Man. era. You know, if we have the contacts in, like you know, so I don't know. It's really, it's really interesting. Um, well, what's more interesting is if if Apple can you know reclaim the fame as being the the, the best. You know, smartphone in the market because right. right now I don't know. Okay, uh, I want to talk about Logan. Um, Logan, the reviews are through the roof. I was fortunate enough to see Logan. Did you get a chance to peep it out yet? Not yet, man. Okay. I wanted to see it today actually, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, Logan is is probably the best one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. I think that I think that it's it's one it's it's, it's a great as a film. It's great as a superhero film. It's great as as everything else. It plays like a western. It plays like a, like a good old fashioned western in tone and everything else. I think what just I think you know what uh 
um, uh, Mangold, I think his name is, uh, I, I, I can't even get the director's name right. Is it Mangold or Marigold? James. But uh, what what they what he's done with this is amazing. And the performances from, you forget what amazing actors that Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart are until you literally let them get together and act. And um, it's just solid. You even, even get a solid performance from my man, Dr. Benton himself, uh, Eric LaSalle. Makes his dramatic return to the big screen <laughs> right. since uh, Drop Drop Squad or whatever that whatever that movie was. Yeah. <laughs> that one? Is that the movie? The yeah. movie? That's Spike. Yeah, I think that's Spike. It's, he's, he produced it. Yeah. It's Spike. But, uh, yeah, so uh, it's a good good movie. And uh, what, what are you what are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to this one? I'm wow. trying to see it. One hundred percent. I'm a huge um, Wolverine guy, and I think okay. that I mean I think that Hugh has done an amazing job with this character over the years, and I mean. Just seeing like some of the behind the scenes, like I just saw a video of him doing some ADR and voiceover. Yeah, like he's just so into it. Like he's literally the Wolverine. Like it, he doesn't have he doesn't have you know the makeup and the in the costuming, but he's in the he's in the audio booth looking at the film and just all into it, like going hard. Like I mean, it, I I I, got, I mean he's in a he's aged up in some age makeup in this one, and uh, but. I gotta say, man, like just seeing all the press that he's doing, and just remembering, and just looking at Hugh Jackman, especially when he's out of the Wolverine thing, he's he's slimmed down, and he's back to his sort of like singer dancer Broadway guy. Right. Like it, it's it's not the same, dude. Hugh Jackman is not is not uh is not Gar Logan. He's not or Logan. He's not Wolverine. Right. So to see him walk around and be so like you know Broadway singer dancer and then Australian or whatever else, not that he's emasculate, right. but he's just. Uh, it is remarkable how he turns it on. I, I saw him on um, one of those shows, much like you did. Uh, I think it's Jimmy Fallon, and they showed a picture, and he sort of went down and did the Wolverine face. And I'm like, dang, he just did the face, transformation. and it's transformation yeah. just like that. That's yeah. incredible. Um, so it, I, 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 this is I said this walking out of a theater, and, and, and uh, my boy Steve said no, but <laughs> this is this is might be an Oscar. This might be an Oscar. Listen. This is an Oscar caliber performance. I'm not saying he's going to get nominated, but it certainly is an Oscar caliber acting performance. I, I will stick by that. I won't judge the book by its cover, but that's a huge statement. <laughs> <laughs> the acting in this is superb. Okay. It's an Oscar caliber acting performance. I think in a different, if this came out later, in a, in a different year, who knows? I think that it's it's best supporting for uh, Patrick Stewart and best actor for uh, my man Hugh. I'm not I'm good, luck, by good, that. good luck with that. I'm not saying it's going to happen because it's so early, um, but we'll see. Uh, more stuff. Uh, you know, Bjork has this uh, has this um, uh, uh, you know VR exhibition. I mean, Bjork has always been sort of a a way, 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 way ahead of the time in her as a, as a visual yeah. avant garde stylist in the, in the in the in the realm of like a Grace Jones and some other mm-hmm. ones and and David Byrne from Talking Heads. Uh, she's always done some next level next level shit. Um, but yeah, she's got this going on, and I have no idea what I'm, what, what what to expect. But I know that those videos she does with Michelle Gondry are always like make my brain melt. So I don't even want to. I'm almost I'm almost afraid to go. <laughs> Because I don't want to see what's going on in, in, in the Bjork world in virtual reality. It might, it might freak me out. I don't know. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think? Hey, I mean, I, I think the creative output is going to be dope. I think it's going to push boundaries. Uh, I love the fact that, that it's integrating, obviously, with technology. I just think the, the visual language that, you know, is being created, is, is it looks it looks fresh. So I'm sure the experience of it being AR, VR is going to even enhance that further. 
Uh, last two things, uh, you know, E3 is coming up very soon, um, and a couple of notes that are coming out of that is uh, Red Dead Redemption is two is coming out. Red Dead Redemption is one of the great, great, great sort of open world video games from the folks who did um, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two is supposed to be like five times as big as the first one, and I, I saw a map. And it's like, it reminds me kind of of Westworld, where you're like, this is where the first Red Dead took place, and then this is where the whole new thing. So it's like, and and the idea, and I'm like, well, in Grand Theft Auto, you can do planes, you can do cars. This one, you're like on horseback. That's a lot of ground to cover, so a lot of gameplay. Um, Whether it's a prequel or a sequel is yet to be seen, but we know that it's going to be dope. And I feel like... uh, I think think I'm all in on this one. I mean, you're not really... Are you you playing Grand Theft Auto yet? Man, like you already know my philosophy on that. Like in, in, the inner child of me wants to, but the responsible adult of me doesn't allow me to. Especially games like this, like right. Fallout, it requires so much this, time. This Grand Theft Auto, when you're talking about an entire world, yeah, and you spend like 17 hours, and you're like, you've done one eighth of 18th millionth of the game, right? You know, <laughs> like you can literally spend hours and hours and hours and not do anything. And those those, those are the games of life sucker. But this right. one, I'm looking very forward to, especially after you know uh, Magnificent Seven. And all this, I've kind of got my little Western Western on. Yes, sir. Um, that's that's all we got. I think. Um, I don't know. I think that's all we got. Anything else you want to add? No, nah, man, I, I know that, you know, South by Southwest is kicking up. I, yep. I'm interested to see what the tech news is going to be from the festival. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know. We talked kind of briefly last week about uh, Get Out. Have you seen that one yet? Um, no. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see that today, right. actually, but I don't know if all the time, right. given some of the, the things that have to be done today. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I hope to see it. Um, I do want to, one last thing I do want to mention is the, um, is uh, just sort of the, the fallout from the Oscar situation with the Moonlight situation. I think that mm. uh, there's been an interesting sort of take on it in, in MTV News by my man Ira. I can't remember his name. Black dude. Black dude named Ira. But, um, uh, and he was sort of just commenting on the fact how we, it's just sort of a metaphor for him on how we always sort of have to share the space, you know, as people like, even when we win, we're still sharing the space. Uh, and, and all the, all the talk afterwards has just been about how heroic, uh, Horowitz was and like, and how, how, how gracious he was. And he made the analogy, like, if you're sitting in someone's seat in the airplane, you're not gracious for, for, for giving that seat up. You could have kept it, but it's not your seat. You, you give it up. You don't, you don't need a medal for it. Also, you know, it takes away from, this is the, the first LGBT movie of all ever to win, and we're not talking about that. It's only the second sort of black movie to win. We're not talking about that. It's, it's the first American director, right? You know, I mean, no offense to Steve McQueen to win. When I talk about that, I mean, and the supporting the supporting male actor was the first time a Muslim has ever won an Academy Award. Yes, exactly. Over the uh, Mahershala Ali, right. like first time a Muslim ever won an Academy Award. So, but you know, we can talk about uh, my man Hershowitz <laughs> graciously handing it it's off yours. all day. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting how the, all that coverage is gone. So hopefully we can do some course correction in, in that. And, and uh, you know, Barry Jenkins. Oh, the last thing is, um, you know, um, Variety. That you know, Variety had their cover come out, and they and they, usually, they do the same thing. They usually have the best director, but they, they make some exceptions. But to have you know, um, my man Damien Chazelle on the cover, hmm. you know, 
in a historic time like this, it kind of feels a little off. I mean, in, 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 in full disclosure, Damien Chazelle did feel bad about it and asked Barry to join him on the cover, but it's like, come on, Variety! Come on, Variety! Anyway, that's all I gotta say. Uh, thanks for joining us, Akili. Where can the people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell and, and uh, doing other shows on our sister networks. Uh, After Buzz, that is Blacklist, Blacklist Redemption, and Base Motel. Thank you for joining us. We will see you all next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.